Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888 303-9136, 888-303-9136, 888-303-9136, that's 888-303-9136. Welcome, welcome everybody, Colin and I here reporting live from our sofa, (laughs) welcome back to (laughs) Blog Talk USA, (laughs) we are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. And before we get started, let me tell you that you can always find us at blogtalkusa.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa, or anywhere you can find podcasts, you can download Blog Talk USA and Marvelous Monday and a view from the top under that banner. So thank you for joining us. And without any further delay, here is your host for Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Thank you. Good evening, Ms. Brianna. How are you? And hello, Collins. <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I hope yes. you're enjoying from the couch. And so I'm yes. trying to get home so I can enjoy from the couch. Uh, from the yes, kids. ma'am. But at any rate, yes, it's been an amazing day today, Ms. Brianna. Had three events, but let me just say that I want to salute. Um, one of our veterans, uh, two of them, as a matter of fact, uh, of my classmates who uh, just passed away in their memory, uh, who served mm-hmm. this country. They are both Vietnam veterans. But I've had three classmates who go away in the last seven days. And so, um, oh. anyways, yes. So I've been, yes. It's, but at any rate, that's, that's how it goes. But with this being, of course, 9-11, and so I thought about them strongly. It was difficult for me to um, to talk today uh, about uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, as you know, uh, that I did serve this country uh, during 9/11 uh, during that uh, horrific time that uh, someone tried to destroy our country. But at any rate, uh, the soldier that we laid to rest today was a Vietnam veteran, and so um, so we're praying for his wife, who is also a veteran, and she's retired uh, Army as well. And so um, lots of our, uh, it's a blessing to be here, Miss Rihanna, so we can mm-hmm. be alive and well and 
and uh, be able to carry on because we're losing uh, so many people, so many people. That's but right. uh, but anyway, right. I'm, I'm happy to be here, right back here. We're just leaving uh, the University of Texas, and let me just tell everybody, the University of Texas at Tyler is amazing. We now have close to 15,000 students. We have a large, large population of African-American students that enrolled this semester, uh, this school year, and it's, uh, the, the campus is just amazing. It is so beautiful. Uh, my name is on the alumni wall out there twice uh, because, as you know, I, I actually got my uh, master's in nursing from out there in 1983 and then right back and got my degrees in political science from out there. So uh, so very, very proud mm-hmm. of the university and the growth. Uh, we're the fastest growing uh, university uh, in the country right now. And so that that's amazing history. Uh, Ms. Rihanna, amazing history. And then mm-hmm, let me also yeah. share this part. As you know, we have the new medical school, and so we have the highest uh, grad, uh, graduation and passing rate of any medical school any in the country for the GPA. Oh, wow. GPAs. We can't, can't display GPAs, of course, but we know uh, that history. And so we just commend those bright. Uh, we have the bright and the best students, the best and brightest students, uh, to mm-hmm. come through our UT system. And so it's just amazing and so wonderful to be able to uh, to be a part of that UT system, uh, whereas I serve on the Hospital Foundation Board, which actually includes, uh, Ms. Rihanna, the hospitals, the university, the ambulatory clinics, and all of those doctor's offices throughout East Texas. So yes. we say to Dr. Kirk Calhoun, uh, our president, uh, who is doing amazing, amazing work uh, within within our system. So we're very proud. Mr. Arthur wow. was trying to to reach me, so text him and say you don't need you don't oh, have to be on. calling me. <laughs> you need to call in. <laughs> you need to get busy oh, and get to work. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> what are you talking about him? <laughs> no, good evening. For turning your phone how are you? We're great. We're great. great. Uh, Mr. Arthur, I was just giving Miss Rihanna and our audience an update on how fast we're growing in our University of Texas system here in Tyler. And, yeah, I and heard the it. mere fact that yes, we're the we're just the campus is beautiful and um, and we just thank Dr. Kirk Calhoun for the great work that he is doing. His wife, Dr. Jeanette Calhoun, is our sorority sister. And so we just say, keep up the great, great work that they're doing. Because it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful to be a part. It's wonderful to be a part. And, you know, everybody likes to be a part of something that's very successful, correct? Yeah. I hope so. Correct? Absolutely they are. And so it's just a, it's just a happy time to be a part of what is going on here in Tyler, Texas. Okay. Hey, sure, some city. people like met. Yeah, people do what? Like. You know, so maybe, maybe, maybe everybody should go and be a part of something. And, and hey, what y'all doing down there in Tyler? <laughs> I told you, Tyler's yeah, going to be like, Tyler's going to be like uh, Metroplex. Probably about yeah, I think 15. you're right. Yeah. Yes. Well, we, we certainly are. We, we certainly are the um, metropolitan city for East Texas, that's for sure. Uh, I, I know we, we kind of have a, a rivalry going on a little bit with, uh, well, just like Dallas-Fort Worth. 
so it's Longview Tyler, or should I say Tyler Longview? <laughs> but, oh well. But anyways, that that's that's what's going on in East Texas. So, uh, with that being said, I have now arrived home, and Mr. Arthur, we just had a rush there uh, at the college. We're working on some things with the university, trying to uh, to get chartered. So, which is well. Everything and so, we were, I couldn't hear you. What? Go ahead. No, sir, I couldn't hear you. I could hear you at the end. Oh, yeah. I said that we're, we're working on some greatest things for the university as far as the sorority is concerned. You'll hear about it more later. But with okay. that being said, let's get right down to the show. I have just arrived home, and so if you, if you give me just a few seconds. Brianna, you can take the lead for me, and I'm going to get my keys and everything and get inside, and I'll be ready in the next three or four minutes. You okay. Okay. Well, Mr. Arthur, what, do you, what have you got for us? What have you been? Uh, we weren't here last week, so certainly you've yeah, got some no. updates for us. Well, uh, let me see here. Uh, well, you know, we went to... Uh, Cushing, Texas, you know, we tell you about that. So we're still, uh, and what we did, that's a a bunch of churches that are getting together to uh, basically organize themselves for now and and going to the future. So uh, without going going to it too much, I'm working with uh, them on a proposal for the uh, Freedom School for the churches. So I'm going to see what what that's going to come to. So I made, you know, made some great contacts with Black Border Matters and and uh, awesome. some other organization we was there. Yeah. You know, Sherry was there, and uh, you know, we had a great time. Uh, information was great, but uh, basically, just a, <clears throat> but basically, what it is, you know, it's basically about, you know, and particularly Black folks understanding that this moment in time, and I, you know, I use the word fascism. They they say it on the news, but I don't know why African American leaders don't want to use it. But anyway, we we're facing a fascist situation. Okay. These folks are not playing. They are serious when they say what they right. say. Uh, Trump says that if he become president, he's going to do away with the Constitution. So, mm-hmm. and, and so basically you have to understand that, that these are what they call dead-enders, right? They've decided, mm-hmm. group of, a group of folks, not a majority, but a, large, but a large minority have decided that they'd rather crash America so they can rebuild it as a racist oligarchy, you can redo it. So that's what they would like. So when you hear them about coming out, government shut down, all that stuff. That's what they, that's what they mean. That's what they're saying. That's what they want to do. They want to, they want yeah. to actually shut the government down. They want to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, like like it's kind of ironic, uh, or you know, projection, you know, where you know they miss they misplayed the word defund the police. Now I wrote a couple right. of years want to defund everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you know they want to defund the FBI. They want to defund the, you know. So hey, you know where were y'all at in the sixties? We could have used y'all then, <laughs> right? You know, uh, right. you know. But uh, now they want to defund because why? Because when they when they go to cash the white privilege card, it ain't worth what it was. Right. No That's ching. Right. Uh, so they're going, wait a minute, something must be wrong with this system now because mm-hmm. I'm being held. Well, that ain't the way it's supposed to work. 
Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're dealing with. We're dealing with folks that, uh, uh, you know, again, the, the world is changing, not just America. The world is changing. Africa, Africa has decided mm-hmm. that they want to become the United States of Africa again. The last time they tried this was in the 1960s, and the Dulles boys and the CIA and they went around and killed everybody. Yeah. So here we are again at this point again. People are after saying, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, y'all's wealth is just on our resources. Our young folks say, where's our future? And so now they, they're they band together and, and saying, hey, uh, you know, no more. Y'all got, no, no, no. We're going to create our, the United States. Of it's, and, and I showed you some movement uh, yesterday, I think it was. The, uh, the uh, uh, I think it was, the, no, I think it was the, the India president. But anyway, uh, he, he moved and accepted that they bring the African, the African 50, uh, uh, G, uh, you know, their 55 countries uh, into mm-hmm. the G20 economic uh, arena. So that's a, that's a right. move toward, yes, move toward the United States of Africa. Again, you know, uh, Eli, uh, uh, who owns Twitter or X, whatever it is, uh, Eli Musk. Eli Musk, his dad. You know, folks said, where did they get their money from? Okay, they from, from South Africa. They went, his dad basically went and stole a bunch of uranium and, yeah. and, and became a billionaire. Them just stole. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's what they've been doing after this. Folks just go over there and steal stuff, and then the people poke. And so the people just got tired right. of it. And so there's a global role for the United States to play and for African Americans and the United States to play. But what they're saying to us is after they're saying, Hey y'all, let's do business, and that's what we're saying. We're saying that's African American. Let's do business, and so right. I think you know this next phase for us is to establish those economic ties to the continent, mm-hmm. uh, where we can bring our skills, our resources, and our you know you know and, and our investment funds, you know, to do some you know do some you know some. Uh, of course, we got to build the we got to build a business infrastructure between our two communities where we can do it, where it's going to be beneficial. Right and and uh, you know and above board and so forth, but uh, I think we can do that. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, you know to the future uh, as far as uh, you know our kids being able to do that. And and again, right. again and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that white America will will will, will figure it out that freedom ain't got no color. That's right. And uh, you know and that and, and for me to be free don't mean that you have to be not free. So. Yeah, right. but that's but basically that's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, I'm working on some issues up here in Dallas. We got a. Um, so I'm working with some folks now. We're, we're talking about some things. One of them is we have a school up here named Woodrow Wilson, real famous mm-hmm. school. It has a, has a trophy one that's come out of there. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, we changed a bunch of school names here in Dallas, but but not Woodrow Wilson. So I'm talking mm-hmm. to some folks about going back and approaching the district about changing the name of Woodrow Wilson. Because his history yeah. is obvious. It's yeah. obvious. So, you know. Absolutely. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Arthur, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in. Which school do you want to change names? Woodrow Wilson out of North Dallas. I'm a shower oh. North Dallas. Right. North what do you East. want to change it? Oh, we can change it to Shirley McKellar for all I can. So they say, who is she? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm saying, who is he? Yeah, we need yeah, to know who well, he we is. To Mr. Arthur Fleming. 
Yeah, right, well. Yes, Mr. Arthur Fleming. Let's get his name off. There's a lot of folks' names that could be up there. Uh, That's right. You know, yeah. You know, Eddie Bernie's got Eddie Bernie's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bernie, if you want to just do something. Right. So you're saying, but they've been where I like to this up. But like to this work in progress, so, and then we at Fair Park, at Fair Park in Dallas. So you come to the Fair Park, uh, folks, this system. You come to Fair Park in Dallas. Understand there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of Confederate stuff that's still around there that's that's actually left from the 1936 uh, okay. a work had in Dallas, right? And so they had a whole Negro town and all that kind of stuff. They tore all that they tore all that stuff down. But a lot of that stuff that they left up was was uh, you know again again I, I think I told you about this. They got a portrait of of uh, General Lee. And, and, right. and a couple of generals had the foot, and then they put they got they got black women sitting at their feet, and you know, they, and you know that one there wow. got to go, that one got to go. Yes. So anyway, there's some others out there that's got a lot. So you know, so anyway, I'm, we're we're gonna approach that. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna talk to the mayor. I'm gonna talk to the mayor. Uh, then I'm gonna talk talk to him. And then I'm gonna talk with the people that's that, that's operating the facility out there. See what they want to do. I mean, I'm for them just going on here and doing the right thing because they want to make money. You know, I, uh, you know, I don't think they, I don't think they, I'm hoping that they don't want to fight about whether, you know, General Lee uh, right. painting a wall, whatever you want to call it, mirror, whatever it is. And some, and, and if they want it, you know, they just cut it out and take it home with them, right? They, just, they can just cut take it on home. <laughs> yeah. Go put it on your own wall. <laughs> yeah, you can hang it up your wall, you know. So, anyway, so yeah, so we still got some work to do here. Uh, then you yeah. got your gut, then you got Paxton down there, down there. You know, you know. After seven years, they decided he was a crook. So, <laughs> so I don't know if yeah, y'all been that's, watching. That's what's really interesting is that it took them so long to get this guy into a court of law because they've known how long now? Seven years. Seven years. I know it's a long time. Seven years. Been right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know why they want to get rid of him? Elections next year. <laughs> He was a part yeah. of he, he part of that he, he part of insurrectionist folks that were trying to remember he was trying to sue other states about right. their elections and I remember that all that craziness you know mm-hmm. that and, and like I said the elections coming up and so they don't want him stinking up the you know he he he's a, he, he, he turns to the stunk of the party now look here but they didn't get mad until they asked for three point three million dollars taxpayer money to pay them people off taxpayers yeah. still have to pay him look here taxpayers still have to pay him. Right. Well, guys. Right. Speaking uh, speaking of that, uh, I I'm reminded of uh, the mayor of New York coming on and talking about uh, what impact that all the people that our state here in Texas have uh, sent. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about that if 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 we can, uh, because he made. He made some points that um, that is really up for discussion, and that mm-hmm. is that that is overloaded. His, his city is not able to accommodate all the people that are, are, are coming in. And so I have a question that was posed to me uh, today, and, and that question was, 
so we, we, hear, we hear the mayor of uh, New York, and we actually understand where he's coming from. And so they said, with that being said, what about the country of America? Uh, at what point in time will we have an overload of people that we cannot uh, accommodate in our in our country? So can we talk a little bit about that, what your thought process is on that question that was me? And today I had a listening ear. I just just listened more than uh, giving any comments or anything or anything that I had to say in regards to that. Sometimes people just want you to listen and not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, looking for an answer because they already know what they feel about that, right? Yeah. So, what are your what are your thought process? I I know that we have we have in our constitution and I think we also talk about it. it looks like I think I heard Mr. Arthur said that that they're trying to destroy the constitution. But um, but what are your no. thought process? Uh, no, Trump. No, no, I said Trump said if he's elected, he's going to get rid of the constitution. Yeah, right. That. Well, that, yeah. that would be. Hang on, do the immigration thing. That's a whole different uh, subject. But uh, but 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 basically. Basically, what you have is you old enough to remember okay. where they had several deals on the board uh, 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 for where, where both sides mm-hmm. agreed on a, uh, mm-hmm. on immigration form. You've seen it several times, and every time they get to that point, they yep. decide reason not to do it. Now, right. now, here's the thing: you got again the demographic shift. You got the, see, see, they just start playing politics with this stuff. They've been playing politics with this stuff for a long time. Yeah. And now, and now it's to the point where everybody, everybody going, you know, okay, then we got there's plans on, 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 you know, to how to deal with it. Republicans, they want the issue. They do not want to sell anything and any of that. They like okay. confusion. So that's what they do. They just doing confusion. And so what I'm mm-hmm. saying is that, uh, and then the whole time they were doing this, remember, business people, you know, the, you know Tyson Chicken them and all those folks, you know, they taking advantage of that cheap labor. Farm workers, so forth. So right. they taking, they taking advantage. They taking advantage of all that while they was complaining right. about, them. taking advantage of them and complaining about them at the same time. So what do That's you do right. about that? You know, what do you do about yeah. that when you got people that's, that's playing those types of games? Until after this next election, you know, where I hope we can get some stuff straight. But but they need to, the Republicans need to suffer a a a grave defeat, not just a defeat. They need to have a grave defeat. Because if they because they because if they don't, then we're gonna be you know you know it's, it's kind of this crazy so it's gonna be continuing. But basically, we need to get enough people in the, in the House and the Senate where decisions can be made to the affirmative, where we can uh-huh. get control of the border. Now I'm going to hey, here. My my immigration proposal is this. Cause I'm, I'm I'm connected to reparations. Uh, uh, you know we need to let immigrants need to pay. You know taxes. You know on, on how much you want to charge. But anyway, we need just tax immigrants for our reparations. You know for reparations money. I think okay. we did that. I think you see a lot less opposition from the African American community. But the way it is, now, <laughs> it, the, the business people is all one benefit from from this situation. Yeah. You, you look and see who's benefiting from this. You look and see who's benefiting from this business. It ain't. It, sure. It's not. It's not. Businesses benefit from. Okay. 
I got you. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, Ms. Ms. Brown, do you have any, any comments in regards to it, to that question that was posed to me uh, today? Because I oh, like I said, go ahead. Oh, I, I agree with everything that Mr. Arthur just said. I, I was, he took a lot of the words out of my mouth, and I like the, um, the idea proposal for uh, reparations um, because we know that, you know, when undocumented people come over and do get jobs, they do end up paying into our Social Security system, for example. So it's not – and they don't reap that benefit, but – uh, citizens here do, um, and so it's kind of the same idea. It's workable that way, um, so it could be workable for reparations. Um, and also, we all know that Republicans and Democrats, but but Republicans in particular, have used immigration as just a political football for decades, and for it's it's a sad sad state of affairs and these lobbyists you know like Tyson Chicken was mentioned um, right. but there's so many of them that pay off politicians and people from both sides of the aisle take that money for their campaign right. and people from right. both sides of the aisle play the game and back out and pull the rug out from under um, we could have done a million different things about our immigration policies to tighten things up and to make the things workable uh, but we don't, and it's uh, – the world doesn't stop. We still have climate change and the climate crises that are driving people here and will continue to do so uh, at higher rates, and uh, unfortunately it seems that Republicans are just bound and determined to make that number of uh, immigrants who live here um, higher and higher so that they can turn around and make political ads to scare fragile white people who live nowhere near any immigrant uh, to vote yeah. for them for their racist policies. And so um, I just I really agree with everything Mr. Arthur said. And it, it, we just play with fire. We play with fire. And this is a really, really dangerous fire to be throwing gasoline yeah. on, but we do it every time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Very good. And, and, and that, you made a great point about the fact that even though they pay into our social security system, but they don't get social security. And so then, so you have, have people paying in and then now they talking to us about that. We may not have social security, the money that right. we have all paid in to the system. Right. 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 Why? Which is, is a lie. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they lie. They lie. It's insolvent. We can't do it. Of course we can. It was set up this way. It's not insolvent. They say it because they are greedy and they don't want any social safety net. They're they're terrified that some old and poor and brown people are going to get some of that money that they paid into. And it's just, oh, hey, me, it's let crazy. Let me give you an example of how fungible money is. And when they get you to start talking about how much money, you know, you know, they just trickerating. Uh, 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 you know, like the, like the money. Okay, like whenever we, okay, like Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. Look at all the money we're spending. Okay, where we get that money from? Okay, mm-hmm. so all I'm saying is, so I'm saying is that when they tell you about when they get you to start talking about how much something's gonna cost, you've lost. That's not the way how. That's not the way money works. 
and they know that. Right. So, right. so, so we just need to understand that that number one, that's our money. Uh, that's right. And mm-hmm. if we, and we're gonna, and we're gonna, uh, you know, you know, get access to it. We have to understand that America is operating on a corporate model. They changed mm-hmm. some yeah. things in the law, right? They made corporations people. They made money speech, mm-hmm. and they did some other stuff, you know, with the laws that made mm-hmm. America more of a, of a corporate oligarchic type, type situation. That's what we had. Yeah. That's what we fight against right now. So that's why the unions are important to bring them back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so because, we, because we're, we're operating in a, in a global economy of which America okay. is the leader. So America is the leader of a global economy. Don't tell right. me about what money we don't have. That's right. That's just crazy. I mean, it's, it's like anything else. Exactly. We, we have here, nothing else. We have equity. We got more equity than the debt. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's right. You know, That's right. You know, business, corporate, you know, uh, you know, vision. You know, we got more. So, so when they get you talking about how much money we got and how we need to cut this, you know, no, no, that's control talk. All that's about controlling folks, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, lives and, you know, where they can get what they get. And that's why we're in this global situation right now with the warming and so forth. The, they have the technology right now. They have the technology yes. right now to switch mm-hmm. to a whole different kind of economy. Don't really, don't really have them did it because the big boys, it's all economy, right, all wars and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, that's what's, that's what's happening now over in Africa. Well, and, I, and I'm glad that we got, we got African-Americans here to kind of put a check on some of that. To make sure that we don't have uh, them, them folks, your America bill that having them folks fighting Africa over mineral wars, right? Because that's what we want from them: uranium and gold and so forth. And so the main thing for us to make sure don't know, you know, America don't get with France and be trying to have no war, trying to somebody quote put democracy in place. That's just another. That's just another colonial word for scheming. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Yeah, very good. Okay. All right. Well, and I'll point out to that point, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez famously pointed out that when Republicans talk about Democratic proposals and how much money it's going to cost and they start stirring people up, they're always talking about over a period of at least 10 years when they talk about those price tags. When they talk about their own proposals and they don't want to talk about the money, Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just look at, at the things that they spend, that they end up spending money on without saying anything about it, you know, tax cuts in particular, those are one-year price tags. Those are unpaid-for things. They don't pay for anything. They rack up debt. And so when they, you know, go on, oh, this is going to cost us a trillion dollars, they're talking about over 10 years for, you know, Democratic proposals, generally speaking, at least. When they talk about their own tax cuts and how much money they're going to save, they don't even pay for it, ever, ever. And then they let veterans come home with PTSD and go you know, un- underfunded. And, you know, right. they, they never pay, they never pay, make good on their debts, ever, ever. And, and it's just completely uneven. But that's because we're still operating under the Ronald Reagan trickle-down theory. That's mm-hmm. right. That's true. That's so true. And nothing ever trickles down. Right, ever, and so ever, you know, everything stayed up there wherever, wherever it is. You know, within that, it's in that one percent right now. You know, they got 
They got all the money. And so, yeah. you know, if we were playing Monopoly, hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's so, it like that. Um, they, got the court, they got the court and they got the money. But go ahead. Yes. No, you, you're right. Okay, so one of the questions that was uh, that was posed to another question was, okay, so what's next? What's next with Congress? They're upset about how Congress is allowing things to happen. Congress and the Senate allowing uh, people to get away with whatever, do whatever they want to do. Elected officials, in particular, they were talking about the Supreme Court. But but here's so now this says that Congress returns. This week, after a month-long summer recess, they need to fund the government before September the 30th or face what? A shutdown. The White (laughs) House wants Congress to also provide, also provide $24 billion in funding for Ukraine. Now, Mr. Arthur just mentioned now, or Michelle, which one? Maybe was it you, Miss Rihanna? But anyways, twenty-four billion okay. with a B, okay, in funding for Ukraine, and mm-hmm. then twelve billion for disaster relief following the um, the Maui mm-hmm. uh, fires and Hurricane uh, Adelia. And now, what did we have on yesterday? Uh, was that yesterday the uh, recent? Uh, Mm. Morocco, was it? But anyway, yeah. and four, four billion, four billion with a B, to border security. House Republicans are inching toward a Biden impeachment inquiry. Now they're so busy <laughs> trying to impeach uh, President Biden via his son Hunter, who has never held a public office, and some Senate Republicans have discussed holding a special conference meeting to debate Mitch McConnell's future after the two freezing episodes that he had. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, now, you're, you're holding a debate on that? Really? Right. Um, yeah. right. Why, did we, why are you there, is my they, question. Why, why would you have they, a debate on this man's health? You, first of all, you're not his physician, so mm-hmm. let, he should know that he needs to step down. If he's not well. He's been there a long time and, and everything, but he knows his health. He and his doctor knows his health. Why are we wasting that kind of time in Congress talking about debating Mitch McConnell's <laughs> health? We've gotten way off key, have we not? No, further than that. Remember Feinstein, they wouldn't let her resign off the committee. They made her, they, they held up everything committed until she came back. And then she, bless her heart. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they do. They're not about, mm-hmm. look here. It makes it not about the business of the you can't make of America. Business. They're about folks' at, personal business. At this okay. moment, you can't, you, you, can't, you can't use the old political rubric or Framework, whatever you want to call it, that you used to digest your politics through. You got, you got, you got to throw that one out. If you, if you, I don't if ever remember at, them carrying on. I don't ever remember them spending time talking about people's health. I know, I know that they spent time impeaching uh, President Clinton uh, because due to Monica Lewinsky. I mean, and oh my, I'm, I'm just saying. 
But, we, but what I'm saying is, we're Go ahead. But you can't compare that to now. You can't. That's what, that's what I'm telling you. I'm saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Exactly. Don't compare. Exactly. Don't compare right now to anything that we that have happened in America. This ain't. This ain't that. You, you know. The, you know. Folks it's a saying, new America. Oh, if I ask you, if I ask you which administration uh, sent most folks to jail during the administration, who would you say? Besides Trump, who would you say? Well, I, I know that people said I think it was uh, President Clinton. I think it was during no, his era. He had the three strikes yeah. and you're out thing. And no, 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 no. I'm talking about no, no, no. I mean, I mean of their administration, folks in their administration. Oh, no, who, I, no, I understand who, who, what you're talking about. The who's most corrupt administration? Is it Minister? Uh, President Biden? Uh, o- Obama? No, no, no. Who was it? No. no. Now I'm saying that Reagan, you know, you supposed to say. Oh, Nixon that's had, right, Reagan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, Reagan, yeah. Reagan had more people went to jail during his administration, that's more right. crooks. That's right. Than his that's administration. Right. You know, up to Trump. You know, now Trump. You know, Trump took the lead now. Well, we're not yeah, taking right, the lead yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, but he gonna take the lead. Uh, but I'm right. saying that you know, this corruption is what I'm saying. This this yeah. rigs has been it's been in place. You know, like yeah. the, the trickle since the 80s, and I'm just telling y'all, we, you, you got to understand where we're in, then order to figure a way to get out, you know, and so basically, right. you know, yeah. we got, what this is, this was by design, you know, the yeah. penitentiary complex process, so forth. I saw where, where, in, uh, where in Florida, uh, the, the black district attorney lady, uh, you know, she, they, and, and this, this cop, he got fired. He arrested two little six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six-year-olds. And so, and so she said she has craziest thing you ever heard of. She said she has no intention of participating in the penitentiary, uh, you know, uh, uh, school of the penitentiary uh, complex. You know, so they fired him for that. I remember, I remember, I remember stuff like that happened before, and the folks didn't get fired. And right. I mean, you know, now it, but I'm saying that that's where we at. And so America's changing. We're in a change period. America's going to become something else. We're not there yet. And so that's what I'm telling people: whatever you want it to look like. Walk like it and talk like it, and yeah. that that's the Danny Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is that we are in some serious times, and we we better be mindful of what is actually going on in this country. And we, just like let let me go to this one. I, I I was going in another direction, but but let me go to this one. Let's go to Tuberville, some veterans today. Every single one of us should be in Washington, D.C., at the doorsteps of the White House, the Senate, and the Congress. Because here's a man who has not put on the uniform, came from the football field, and went to, con- went to Senate, and now he's stopping the promotions. And the admirals and the generals and all of that to get promoted to the commandant. He stopped it. How can this one man? And that's what that's one of the, the questions that that they were thinking about when they asked me about what's going on in, in our country and in our nation, and how this man can stop the military from functioning as a whole. How can he do it? And and why is it that? Veterans, we as veterans 
are not raising the roof off the building. He can do it. He can do it because that that the well that's well, that's that's tied to the filibuster. Uh, you know, those type those type of fail safes were put in uh, yeah. by, by the white supremacist system. It's like if stuff go real bad, this is what we can do. Kind of like the third, the, kind of like the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three for Donald Trump. You know, they figured they figured these folks, some cowards show up, y'all can still get rid of him, right? And so uh, again, like the same kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just need to hey, I'm just saying you, it's it's uh, it's, it's something. No, I, I'm just saying something just should not be. That that's something that should not be. I mean, we have we have people who uh, have children that need to be in schools that they've been promoted and moved to uh, TDY to different locations, and they can't unless they pay for their he own. Like, uh, he, go ahead. He, he don't like black man being over the Pentagon. He don't like no black man being a chief of staff. That's what mm-hmm. te- that's what Tuberville's problem is. He's a racist, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he don't like, it. and so he's just giving them black uh, uh, black folks in authority a problem. That's what he's doing. He's just doing mm-hmm. a racist. Okay, wow, Miss Rihanna, any comments on that? <laughs> Mister Arthur just brought it on down home. He just didn't waste any time on on uh, exegesis. This he just says this is what it is. Never thought about that, Mr. Arthur. Never thought about well, that. Well, I mean, like what he's doing makes absolutely no sense other than unless you want to be That's the only way it makes sense to me. How would it make sense? I said I said, the only way, I said the way he's doing it, he was saying, you know, the reason that he's giving which makes absolutely no sense. Correct. And so, and, and the only way that that would make sense and it, and it don't, but if you add, you know, if you add the fact that he don't want, he, he's using that, but he don't want, he, he, he want to get these black men in power a hard time. He want to make it hard to recruit. He want to do the whole thing. I told you, they want to, they want America to crash where they can rebuild it. That's what they program, you know, that's what they program is about. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that they, so that they can bring it back a lot. So you bring it back and from the you know the the south the those the south rising again that kind of thing that you know that whole you know, them them that's uh, again you remember that this is the this is the third reconstruction the civil war never ended it never ended y'all it mm-hmm. just took on a different iteration red line a different, a different look different, yeah, yeah right. red line, you know you know right you know tan of tan of black people stuff so it just took different you know. You know, uh, uh, forms, but north and the south, the white people in the north, the white people in the white people in the south, they got together, and made that deal. We, we, as black folks, we were not at the table, and they decided, okay, we, 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 we go exist on the prism of white privilege. That's where you know we buddies, you know, whether you right. want it or not, you know, we buddies with the white privilege. And so it's kind of for so they operate in that in that space. In the meantime, me and you got to fight for everything. We got to you know, fight for everything. Uh-huh, you, you got to fight for everything. Yeah. Okay, so well, let's let's go over there and talk a little bit about uh, uh, the New York uh, Attorney General. Of course, you know we're going to talk about Attorney General Fannie Willis, but 
let's talk first about Attorney General Letitia James. And remember, she asked the judge to impose the $20,000 in sanctions on Trump, uh, Trump Jr., Eric uh, Trump, the lawyers, the co-defendants over their frivolous uh, conduct by repeatedly making uh, previously rejected arguments in their motion. James's office said that there were, are five instances where Trump's attorneys uh, have made the same argument that they have already been rejected by the courts. In other words, they're tying up her time. She's already re- re- it's already been rejected. The court said no, and they continue. Mm-hmm. So the $250 million civil trial uh, accusing Trump of uh, and his sons and his business and the associates, all of that uh, about him inflating his uh, his wealth, Trump's wealth, that uh, worth, and he always inflates that, but he always inflates it when it's going to benefit him, right? Uh, and then, but when it's not going to benefit him, he'll bring it down to a less amount so that he didn't have to have to pay taxes. So it's interesting how – go ahead, sir. This is a map. Trump's given us a master class on how rich rich people manhandle the legal system. He's showing us how they do it. You know, like, you know, just about the same thing over and over again. And and, and if he wasn't – and if he wasn't highlighted like he is now, he probably could get away with it. They probably have gotten away with it. You know, over and over, just grind the system until folks just give up. So you know, and that's, you know, he's giving us a masterclass on how on how big money actually is operating right now. Good point. He ain't the only good one. point. You're not the only one doing this, y'all. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay, good point. Well, let's bring his phone down to Texas then, Mr. Arthur. And I'm sure that uh, you've been watching that uh, impeachment trial of uh, Paxton. And so. Um, Let's take a look at what happened on September the 6th with, with him when they started the impeachment, because it, it's going to be really a serious issue, number one, and it is serious, very serious. But number two, we know that there's going to be someone that's going to be in, appointed uh, to that position, uh, because nine times out of ten, do you think that uh, Paxton is going to be impeached, that the that the uh, jury pool is going to uh see that he's guilty of these things, and that's going to leave that seat vacant. Of course, his wife, uh, Senator Angela uh, Paxton, does not have uh, the ability to be able to vote uh, for him. And so um, so there's going to be, that's going to be a vacant seat. And as we know, uh, the governor is going to appoint. And so I have some theory on who probably will be appointed. I think um, they say, I think I think I heard him say something about if okay if they if they do impeach him, whether it be, you know whether they're going to pay pay, pay pay politics whatever they're going to do, but if they impeach okay. him, the governor appoints somebody who 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 might would be the J P Bush maybe, but I think I think after that I think that have to be a special election. Well, it will be a special election, but see, that'll that'll take a few minutes to to have that special election. So yeah, most definitely will be a, a special election. But so until until that special 
take instance at, at the end of the trial, he gets impeached. He's already out of the position right now in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And right. so, so it's going to be a vacant position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, so, therefore, that's where the governor comes in and appoints until he has yeah. that special uh, election. Yeah. Election, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We're saying the same thing. So that, but the bottom line is there'll be, mm-hmm. there'll be another election for that position. So let's exactly. see what the Democrats put up this time. I hope we, hope we can do better than we did put up the what we put up the last time. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, do you remember who ran? This last yeah, time? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember who oh runs. My, oh my goodness! Oh, that's all I can tell you. Oh, that's all I can mm-hmm. say. Goodness. That's yeah. what I'm because both both of them are are a massive uh, supporters of the former guy. See, mm-hmm. see, both, see. Like, both you need to go. As I say, you know, but the main thing that we did we do nothing else for it. We, we at least we got the coalition of black Democrats. We shame them and at least start. Uh, 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 co-endorsing some black folks, so you know, we see we kept telling them, now, "How y'all gonna be the coalition of black Democrats and y'all and y'all endorsing black white people? Come on now." Well, it would it would be it would be very very good if if Joe Jaworski, who ran, uh, would be able to be in that position. We know who he is. He's the grandson of Leon Jaworski, but he's done great. He used to be the former mayor. Of um, mm. Galveston, yeah. Texas, mm-hmm. and he ran for attorney general. And yeah, yeah, uh, has yeah, yeah. A, he just need to be a friend with the community about uh, about that brother that they had, uh, you know, roped and walking down the street over them horses, and he needs to be more clear about that. Cause folks ain't forgot that. So while he up running, you know, he needs to address <laughs> that. I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you? Just, what, what would you like yeah, to he, he, say? He can call don't remember his daddy. Don't remember his daddy. But go ahead. No, his grandfather. Yeah. They remember. I mean, his grandfather. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you remember. Well, well, maybe uh-huh. even Miss Rihanna's Miss Rihanna's generation should know who Leanne Jaworski is. Miss Rihanna certainly knows who because she keeps up with what's going on. Period. And even she, even though she's a young lady, she keeps Man, up that with social. With, I'm saying, but with social okay. media, different information. The way information goes now, he can't just say I'm a Jaworski. You know, in the meantime, every time I look at him, I see, you know, I see that horse and I'm seeing two horses and that brother walking down the main yeah. street. I'm going. No, and he needs to. And, and, he needs to address that. That's why I asked. That's why I asked you what would you like to hear him say. But he also has to talk about what he, what he has done uh, in the state of Texas and in in, in uh, Galveston in particular. No. Not what I want to hear. No, no, no. He don't need to tell me what I want to hear him say. He need to tell me what no, he needs no, to say. No, no. I said, what do you? No, no. I, I said, what do you think that he should be saying? Is what was my question. I don't know. He need to just tell us. Okay. Now, what happened after that? Now, I remember you apologizing, but what happened to the officers that was riding down the street? Did they? Did they get disciplined? I mean, was that who? Who told him to do that? Whose idea? Was well, that? you don't think Jaworski told him to do that? I know. No, nobody. No, I, I'm saying I'm, I'm talking about that's accountability. Did, yeah, that's I'm something. About accountability. What was oh, the accountability that went with that after that after that happened, Jaworski? What was the accountability measure that you took? 
to address that, whatever that was, because I don't remember hearing it myself. So I remember him apologizing. Other than that, I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard nothing happen. I ain't heard how it happened, how they, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying. Now I can find out because I know people down in Galveston. But I'm just saying no, that. Okay. If he gonna, can, we we'll just that. have to go to Galveston. Oh, I, 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 I got to have family in Galveston. But what I'm saying is that we 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 can we can pull it up and find out what what actually happened. We don't need uh-huh. to um, need to call call anybody. So I, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm actually about to Google right now because I'm glad you I'm glad you brought uh-huh. that back up. Yeah, I tend to say if I was him, but okay, I'm gonna tell you what I tend to say. Yeah, that that was my question. Yeah, what would you what, what do you what would you like to yeah, if I was him, I'd say I I, I would say. Now, now, of course, but it depends on what he did and what he didn't do, because I don't know if he even took any measures or not. But I like to hear him mm-hmm. say, uh, uh, you know, and I know in the black community I have some concerns about the incident having Galveston, you know, da 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 you know, police over on some of the horses and, and, and the black man walking down the street. Uh, and after I investigated the situation, I found out this is what happened. Uh, these people are disciplined for that happening, da 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 you know, so forth and so on, uh, you know, or... Or he, or, or, or he just tell, you know, you know, tell what happened. If he didn't do, if he, if he investigated, and he didn't do nothing, he needs to tell us that too. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. He, I, 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 can't, I can't, I can't imagine it not being investigated. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, that he needs to, you know, if he, if he think he gonna just, if he think he gonna run in a special election, and he gonna like, you know, like most politicians do. They put they like to put black folks in their back pocket, and I'm just saying that I they don't think that's going to be working. So I you know so I hope you understand that they need to be coming and talking about what he actually going to do as far as uh you know you know our community. Now again, you know he can probably get a lot of votes from from a certain uh, group of folks, you know with that same with that same imagery. Mm-hmm. So you have to weigh whether or not he wants to, you know, give it up or not. But again, but again, like I say, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he, I don't know if he, I don't know if they fired anybody. I don't know what happened. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in Google and see uh, if, if anything, if, it, if anything comes up. Let me see. Okay, let's see. With the black man on a. He actually had a rope. Was a rope tied to his. To which part of his body? I I can see the picture, but I can't remember exactly. I I can see this rope or something that was, but was it tied to his arms? What? No, they had him. No, they had him like they had him wrapped up like he was. Wrapped up like that. Like this thing, go hang him or something. Each of the guys had a rope on him from their horse. Right. I remember that part, but I I didn't know where it was handcuffs. tied. Where it was tied to? I say yeah, and I'm say he was in handcuffs, walking him down the street on their horses. I know they had a police car. Viral photos. They're gonna be I'm rolling out. It says less now. I don't know when this was written. It says less than two weeks after a Texas police department apologizes in the wake of a viral photo showing two white police officers on horseback leading a, it was, he was handcuffed. Uh, that's mm. what I was trying to, leading a handcuffed black man by what appeared to be a rope. The Texas Rangers will announce 
Texas Rangers have announced that there will not be a criminal investigation into the incident. Yeah, yeah but that's what they do. Officers who led black men by the rope won't face criminal investigation. A black man See? who was led from Galveston by the police officer. Okay, the lawsuit comes after Donald Neely was arrested and led by mounted officers in Galveston by what appeared to be, let me open that up. Uh, it's a little slow opening up. Okay, by what, as a matter of fact, okay, I'm going to play. Okay, by police officers on horseback is suing the city for $1 million. That was October 12, 2020. A black man is suing Galveston, Texas, and its police department for more than $1 million after a 2019 incident in which he was handcuffed and tied to officers on horseback. They led him down a street. Donald Neely, 44, was arrested and charged with criminal trespass near a U.S. post office in August of last year. Court records show the case against him was dismissed in March. His arrest received national attention after photos showed two mounted officers from the Galveston Police Department leading Neely through the city by what appeared to be a rope. Police said at the time that the officer was holding a line clipped to Neely's handcuff, not a rope. Though it's unclear what the difference is, none, none different. (laughs) (laughs) Critics and advocates say that photos conjured up images of the era of slavery, a point also made in the lawsuit filed by Houston-based attorney Julia Kitterman in Galveston County Court on Wednesday. Officers knew or should have believed that Neely, being a black man, being led with a rope and by mounted officers down a street, just like in prison, right? A city street as though he was a slave would find this contact offensive. The lawsuit mm-hmm. reads. The lawsuit states that Neely was humiliated as he was led down the street. Of course, he was. Many individuals stopped, stared, and asked questions. Neely felt as though he was put on display as slaves once were. The lawsuit states. Kitterman told CNN that Neely filed the lawsuit to make sure that no one else goes through the same thing. Kitterman. Oh, okay. Donald wants people to know that this lawsuit isn't just about money. She wrote in an email to CNN, it's about what's right and wrong for all people, whether they are black or white, or whether they suffer from mental illness, or whether they are homeless or not. City has since stopped using techniques for transport. Oh, so this was a method of transport. Can't even uh-huh. imagine that. What's wrong with your your vehicle to transport people? The lawsuit Mm. claims that the officers injured Neely and caused him emotional stress. It also alleges that they acted maliciously and negligently while arresting him at a U.S. post office. 
The lawsuit is seeking damages of more than $1 million. Another attorney for Neely has previously said he has bipolar disorders and was homeless for several years. The Houston Chronicle reported that Neely eventually moved in with his sister and received medical treatment. I'm trying to see if it says anything about the mayor. Uh, Donald, the city attorney for Galveston, declined to comment, citing pending litigation. CNN has received has reached out to Galveston Police for comment. The Galveston Police Department previously previously apologized for its treatment of Neely with its police chief saying last year that the officer showed poor judgment and could have awaited could have waited for a transport unit at the location of the arrest. Of course, the department said in the weeks following the incident that it had changed its policies of using mounted horses to transport a person during an arrest. The city requested, let let me just see, I'm just going down the line. I see nothing in regards to the mayor. Hmm. But that's Mm. it. So he won the lawsuit. He he won it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, yeah. okay, now, uh, okay, now, in the context of Jaworski, all that you just said right there. Now he's running for attorney general, whatever. No, he, now, ran, now that, no, he ran. No, he ran for attorney general. Yeah, I know he did. But I'm coming out, but but when he was down in down there. Well, what was his position? He was in Galveston. Well, he used to be the mayor of Galveston. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And see, and see, he ain't say nothing. But judge I say he judge, used. To, no, I'm saying judging I, on what, judging on what you what what you read, it appears he just he just went quiet. And so well, you know again. I'm, that's why I'm not. Was he the mayor when this took place? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he was the mayor. Okay. Mhm. I thought he was attorney. I thought he was uh, the district attorney down there, but no, he was the mayor. I, 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 I knew yeah, he was one of. Yeah, he used to be the mayor yeah, of Galveston. I, I, I just don't remember when he was the, the mayor of Galveston. Because it's just it talks about the uh, attorney, the uh, city attorney. Because I'm not mistaken, we had him on our show, right? You watched Long time it. ago, yes, yes, we did. Uh-huh. When he was running, when he was running remember, for attorney general. Yeah, I you remember, and I asked him about that. Remember, I asked him about that on the show. Okay. Asked, okay. You know, and, and he basically just, you know, he basically just, basically, you know, semi-apologized again and then went on. I mean, I didn't bug him about it, but I'm just saying. And like I say, mm-hmm. again, you know, he's quiet. It, it, all I'm saying is that, hey, you know, ask him about it personally. You know, he didn't get no full-throated answer. And then you read what you read. It looked like he just went quiet. It looked like he just, you know what I mean? He's went to flow. And so what I'm saying is that, you know, black folks, is that who we want for attorney general? Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't make a good one, but I'm saying we need to look around. That's all I'm saying. Well, not too many people running for it. Yeah, well, I know. And, well, it, it was only two people that ran for it when he ran. And, and the, lady, the lady got it. Baby, we need you to come back and run for some. 
<laughs> okay. Well, we need somebody running. That's, they have to be an attorney, of course, but we need somebody that's going to be working on behalf of all the people, and that's just the key. People yeah, just not to. Yeah, we don't to, need Lee Merritt. We don't need Lee Merritt. Oh, you see, Lee Merritt ran against him, remember? Like I said, he don't need to, he don't need to run again. He, he's just mm-hmm. running for, I think he's just running for name ID. And, and, and the reason I say that, the reason I say that, is because okay. like we tried the Cooper campaign, we tried our best to try to get some type of uh, coalition chicken working working with you know with the other black candidates because you know we didn't know that we we know was gonna have that man until they you know you ran. Right. So right. But but uh, but now 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 the lady uh, 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 what's the name that was running for? Anyway, you know she. You know she did some. You know she, you know she was willing, but Lee Merritt. No, we could never catch up with him. He, you know, he wouldn't. Yeah. He, he wouldn't reach. Yeah. That, so. yeah. That remember so, that was that. Uh, let me see. Rochelle Garza was that her? That was her. She ran. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And there was another guy that was a libertarian that ran, and then of course Ken Paxton, and of course he, he won it. I like to see. Yeah. Now, now, she, now, she was that, that now, Rochelle Garza was in the runoff. Now, I wouldn't mind if Crusoe up here in Dallas would run. Uh, and I like to see him run for for statewide. I think he could. I think he probably win. Uh, Crusoe. Uh, Judge Crusoe. Well, he's well, he's, well, he's district attorney now. But, uh, Judge uh, Crusoe. Your, district attorney in your city. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And, and what makes what makes him interesting is he was uh, okay. Like okay, you remember what? And, and you remember like well, when, well here in Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas was Republican, right? Right. Then and then, so when it was Republican, he was a Republican. He was always okay. sort of the first guy, you know. Uh, well, and then so and, and then so as a as a, as a city turn and so as a, as the area the district turned. Blue, so you know now we blue. You know he just mm-hmm. turned. You know he just turned blue on with us and just kept. <laughs> just kept on. Right, you right, know, right, right. You know, so he has the. So he has the. Uh, you know, he didn't find that balance. He didn't find that balance to where you know uh, where whether you Republican or Democrat, you know you you know everybody think he's actually a fair guy. Right. You know for the most. Right. So so you know and the minute. I do go had it, huh? Yeah, I said for the for the most part, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, so I think if he ran statewide. I think he'd be a, he'd be. Some, but we need somebody serious like that. We don't need we don't need no uh, somebody just running for name ID. Yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise, but come on, Jawaski. We we have, we have to hold people account. And that's that's very unusual. Uh, even though if if uh, things like if things happen within our police department, they do have the chief of policemen to to actually do the interviews, right? But in, in that particular case, it's surprising that the mayor of the city didn't say something. He didn't say nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And as they say, hey, we don't say nothing. They don't speak well of you. <laughs> you ain't say yeah. nothing. Nothing. Hmm. He says, because you, you know, because he look like and make him look like the and sick he was could, in. I mean, and he could have said something on his local television. I, I don't know. I know CNN reached out to them and they interviewed uh, the police chief mm-hmm. uh, because it was from from the police department. But um, I, I'm, I was just looking everywhere to see if I saw mm-hmm. anything uh, that was that he said during this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he was on your show, he didn't say nothing either. He didn't say what he because no. he. Nothing. Look here. That's why he didn't say nothing. <laughs> he didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that I'm just saying that you know, for folks like him, if you want African Americans vote, you gotta you can't come at us like that. You need to mm-hmm. you know you need to say something to us because we know something about you. You mm-hmm. know we feel right. Something like that that took place. I mean that that was that was critical. That was really a serious issue. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. What, what did they say about who, who that say was? Uh, it says you know what they say about the uh, you know about the Holocaust. Well, you know it, it's the quiet people. It's quiet people. The, the ones that you know the, the reason stuff happens because you know too many of them be quiet. You know it's kind of like yeah. He, 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 he quiet while they go. Well, here's the deal, Mr. Arthur. Here's the deal right here. Some counties should, should have not been quiet. That 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 was in their own hometown, their own back and front and side yard. So they mm-hmm. should have been speaking up. And you, we, I, I just I read all of this stuff uh, here, and I didn't see anything about. The people, the black people, getting upset down there, and 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 well, Miguel, marching Roxy, up. Roxy, we went down that end. You, you know, you, you know, your side yeah. She she back in town. Yeah. She, she she back. She, she wasn't down there when that. She wasn't down there when that went when, when that went down. She came. She came back a little while after that, I think. Okay. Uh, right. During it or something. You know, so, so so I say, but you know, she you know, but, but yeah, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, well, that, I'm, that's, some, that's something that the coalition of black Democrats could. She jumped on top of. See, but see, well, anyway, let me leave them alone. Because yeah. I know they're going to do well, that. <laughs> okay. All right. So we continue to watch. Uh, I think the trial, the impeachment trial is still going on for Paxton Wright. Of course, he, we already know he pleaded not guilty on everything, not guilty. But I, I watched it. The first day, I haven't been able to watch any more since then, but uh, this, the attorney to the other side said, um, we, we don't need you to exegete this case. Every time Every time they read off the uh, charges, he made the, the attorney would make a statement. And so uh, the other side says, all we need is for Paxton to say guilty or not guilty. We don't need his attorney. Uh, and if he wants to speak for him, fine. He just needs to say guilty or not guilty. So what do you want to say? He said he, not guilty. So the judge, yeah, not guilty, not guilty on all the counts. Yeah. Mm. The judge, the judge admonished him a little bit and said he needed to say guilty or not guilty because he's the the, the uh, 
attorney was right. Then, mm-hmm. The plaintiff you know, was correct. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, boy, I tell you, that's that, that's some kind of that's some kind of. Mess. Now, now, from what I understand, just okay, okay, like, okay, so, of course, he did some other stuff too, but, but basically, it's about sound like it was about him trying to trying to uh, help one of his cronies. That's what it sounded like. Uh-huh. But he also had a girlfriend somewhere in the mix. And, you know, he got yeah. caught he, he got caught with them Uber tickets, right, you know? Yes, 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 yes. They, they track right. them all around. Hey, y'all, if you're getting an Uber, everybody know where you're going. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know where you're going yep. to get an Uber. So, you know, yeah, nobody, you know, girlfriend, that's it. See, that's it. You know, I'm telling you. If you wrote a book about all that, they tell you get out of here. Say <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's see what else is next here. Let's see. Uh, I made a couple of notes and things of what I'd like to see us talk about a little bit tonight. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the, the uh, Republican Party and Liz Cheney and what's going on. Uh, with them and Adam uh, Kinsinger, uh, those are those are people that that still represent what I call what the old Republican Party looked like. Because the question was and is uh, is there still some integrity left uh, in the Republican Party? And so, with that being said, looking at all of the people that are following and still believing. Uh, that uh, the former guy, uh, Trump, actually won the last election, the, last, the presidential election with, um, with uh, President Biden. And we already mm-hmm. know, right, it's been counted and recounted and counted and recounted some more. We know that he didn't win that election. But yeah, we don't. We're going to the 14th Amendment now. He he, he right. probably ain't be able to get on the ticket. So what, what, all all that stuff. But see all this stuff right there. It's going to run up. It's going to splat up against the wall. All that right there he's yeah. doing. going to go splat here in a minute. Splat. Right. Yeah, that's Donald Trump just hit the wall. Because because once he can't run, then you know uh, 14th Amendment. And again, if 14th Amendment third, section three don't fit him, it don't fit nobody. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, I agree. So, so, so the point is, so, the, so more than likely, because he's already been challenged, you know, Arizona and a couple other places. So basically, we're going to find out here in a minute, you know, as far as the process, you know, who decides uh, who's eligible. They say it's like, you know, are you 35 years old? It's, when, it's one of those, you ain't got to go to court. You ain't got to be convicted of nothing. You just got to be uh, part of an, an insurrection. So that means that some of these centers, centers like Ted Cruz, Holly, all them, all of me, all of me be kicked out. Uh, exactly. The Jordan, them, that whole crew, all of them, right. all of them. Right, right. What? I agree, one hundred. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not a representation of what the country should look like. Not, not. Right. Not. It was interesting. Well, you know, want... Go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, they want. They want, they want a second chance to end democracy, and, and they and they and again that Fourteenth Amendment. Now, now, now the founding fathers, yeah, they was racist, no good jokers. 
But uh, but it's something beyond their own power, and they said, okay, you know what? What if what if one of the parties decided to go in and cahoots with the president? Then they put it. Then they put that Fourteenth Amendment <laughs> that said, okay, you ain't got to take him to court. Did he try to end democracy? Okay, he can't run no more. Hey, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Right, right, right. Uh-oh, uh, you, you know, probably came up with that one. No, only came up with that one. That was, uh, hey, that was deep right there. That's deep. Yeah. Well, I tell, I tell you this, uh, Mr. Arthur, uh, attorney uh, Fanny Willis is not playing around. That sister is serious about her business, and she Ooh. is not afraid of anything. She's not afraid of carrying out the law uh, for those 18 co-conspirators. Uh, she, they, they've been charged with racketeering. Uh, for taking part of that uh, in that scheme to overturn uh-huh. she couldn't make election in Georgia. Say again. to make Trump pay for getting that Russian here. Yep. You know, he got Russian yep. for all of them. Oh yeah, but she went yeah, she went to Homeland Security and went, uh, went off on it. Uh huh. Yeah, so he finna yeah, yeah, some folks finna feel some heat here. Uh yeah. you know, in a minute. So so my question to you is that do you think that the other guy is going to do any jail time because we're looking at all of those charges yes i know that you're you're innocent until proven guilty but oh my goodness just look at because he was warned trump was warned that if he didn't turn those things in that was at mar-a-lago and wherever else he had them that they were going to mm-hmm. come searching for them they were going to come he had the opportunity to turn those things in, and I, that would have been the end of that. But I end. know. But, but he going to add again. It would sound like me. It to me that he's going to get some white privilege at the end of this thing. And that's what it makes these other folks look like fools, right? Because, see, what's been happening to him is, now, and I heard that the, the Senate, they're looking at, at what they need to do to where if he, if he gets convicted, and they're going to drop the the uh, uh, protection uh, thing part, you know, and, and the penitentiary people are going to take it over. For, for, for that part, but then, you know they say they, you know they say you know they might wind up, uh, and, and it's just in the area what they talking about, you know having having him under some form of house arrest for how right, long, right. something like that. So right, you know, right. so basically, now, now he gonna get that, but them other ones they going to regular jail. So he gonna be sitting around in the backyard eating bananas. Well, we 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 know why uh, that. Uh, <laughs> Here's the deal. Can you imagine uh, trying to uh, give uh, security to a president inside of the walls of a prison? That'd be a, a difficult task. So you Not know they have to put him someplace. Well, they'd have to put him someplace. Well, well, maybe Not that 14. should not continue. Is that what you're no, about no. to tell me? The the Fourteenth Amendment. Basically, they said. I said. Okay, theoretically, through the 14th Amendment, he could get elected, but he couldn't take office. Right. So, so again, again, because he ain't qualified. Right. So even if they were to elect him, he couldn't. He 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 couldn't hold office. Right. That's right. So that's his dilemma. And see, these other so, people are going to go. To, uh, uh, he so I guess. My question is what I'm, I'm trying to say is that they would have to they would have to find a special place 
to place him, he couldn't just be in a regular jail, because or or would he continue to have that security that they have for the rest of their lives? The, the Senate, the, the Senate, the Senate, the Senate is having a discussion, and 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 and, and, they're, and, and, and what they're saying is per their rules. If he goes, if he goes to jail, he loses, he loses Secret Service protection. The penitentiary folks have to take over that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was asking. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll lose it. That's in the 14th Amendment. Uh huh. Yeah. But the Senate, uh, the the Senate have to, you know, the, and they talk about doing, you know, committed now about about what they need to do if he get elected. So if he get elected, their plan is to drop this, is to drop them and have penitentiary folks take care of all that because they're not going to send that send up. Had to go to the pen every day and walk around him with him in the yard and like that. Uh, yeah. So well, he, he'd be in some country club, Mr. Arthur. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they put more of them country club penitentiaries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 country club penitentiaries, you know, without a sick circle. So a sick circle thing out of being there, he'd be, be being there without, without a mother, you know, half losing crooks. Right, right like, exactly. Uh, is Burnoff is Burnoff still living? Is he still there? What was his name? Uh, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Bernie I think he died. Oh, that's right. He did die. You're right. I think you're right. Bernie all that money, didn't he? But he had the right name, mm-hmm. Madoff. But he made off with that money. <laughs> made off with a lot yeah. of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yeah, he died in 2021. 2021, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, Martha Stewart. Uh, you know, she had the, mm-hmm. yeah, she back doing her new job. Right, so, right. Because so she, she was in a country club as well, and she didn't stay very long, did she? Mm. No, she didn't. No. no. Hey, the more you steal, the better off you are. The more you're capable yeah, yeah. of stealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> Still, still big. Don't be spending no little stuff. That's right. Yeah. Don't go take like a fifty from a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. a long. If you're gonna take it, take it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, so you can get out early. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know. Funny. With, with, with. Mm-hmm. Wow. Go big or don't go. Go, go big, there, yeah. there you go. Go big really? or go home. Is that what they say? Real. Mm-hmm. Remember them? It, 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 it made me so mad. I about, you, you remember them brothers in, uh, I think it was North Carolina, South Carolina, where they did this thing on there within 60 minutes, right? And they caught about, I mean, I, I it's it about three or four of them, whatever. And, and it was grabbing these people with $500, Really? $500? And I'm going, come on. Come on now, $500? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Y'all are really late to the game. <laughs> late to the crazy. I mean, you know, you could have went to the, you know, you could have went barred that from the credit union. Isn't that yep. okay? <laughs> uh, or I asked two or three people and you to put it together, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, talk to yep. you, talk to from, you know, perhaps I need Telling you hungry, you could have you yeah, put that you together. Yeah, you're going to go Going to the pen five hundred dollars. That makes sense. And they set you up. They made you go. Yeah, they 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 put. And I know they can do those type of things. I know you know you know there's a psychology to it. 
But the folks can set you up and have you doing stuff you wouldn't normally do. You right. know. You know, right. and so that's just one you know it's one of them deals. Right. But hey. One of the one of them things, as they say. Uh I forgot to mention that Dr. Hagney had a um a meeting he was just finishing up tonight, so he wasn't going to be on with us. And Dr. Carr had another uh, one of his parishioners, a death in the family. And so uh, he had to go into the family, yeah. And so uh, how's Pastor doing? We haven't, haven't spoken with him in a, in a few days, so I guess he's been a little busy. Hey, that preaching business, I've been saying, you know what, you know, now that I, you know, because I've always known preachers, but. You know, you know now I've now known for a long time, and I tell you what, that preaching business—if you're doing it right—that's hard work. It's hard mentally. Mm-hmm. It, it that what mm-hmm. occupies a lot of the time. You and you're right. Uh, my husband did it for 18 years, and mm-hmm. he was working while he was doing it. So uh, it is a lot of a lot of work involved. You have to really love people and to be able to mm-hmm. minister to their their needs because they have a lot of needs, and then. You, by the same token, you also have to minister to the needs of your family, your immediate family, and your household, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it does takes up a, a, a lot of your time, and um, but it, it's one of the greatest professions that you I can asked, uh, be involved I asked in. Brother, I asked Brother Carr, had he did, did, did you ever read the you know Chauncey's Canterbury Tales, the 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 Sin Eater? Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever mm-hmm. read that? You ever, did you ever read I don't that remember one? Basically, well, basically, like say, you know, the young man, you know, his dad told him, hey, you know, I can't go this time. You know, I need you to go. So he told him to do it. And basically, you know, you go, uh, you know, somebody died. So they have to go. So the senator goes and do whatever he does. So the young man, he, he didn't have no instruction. But anyway, but you, usually the body the body's surrounded by food. So basically, you're going to get food and bring it back. So when he went in and, you know, he did that. You know, came on back, and so you know they were, you know, they were called a sin eater. So I say, preachers, preachers, they kind of, you know, it's kind of a modern day sin eater, right? You know, you have to go into, you know, you know, folks who have depressions and dealing with death and so forth and so on. And then, you know, and then, you know, there, you know, you do get a reward, you know, you do get a reward for doing it. So it's kind of same concept, you know, sin eaters, you know, basically going in and, you know, helping people. You know, you have a gospel situation. Right. Yeah. I think I, I think I have heard of that. I think so. I think I have. Now that you mention it. Yeah, Chancellor, so, yeah. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. No, it is it is it is big work, uh, to uh, minister a, a congregation. Especially got a really, really large one. And so that's why you have to have others helping to work. Uh your your deacons and your elders and others working uh, to help to uh, take care of people as it is. A lot of of work. (laughs) But, um, Mr. Arthur, we mentioned at the onset, I I think that you were on, Ms. Rianne and I were quickly, we were talking about um, 9-11 and after what, this is what, 23 years now later, 23 years after 9-11. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how fast time travels, and it it seems just like not very long ago that uh, we got orders uh, to uh, to be deployed to 
Operation Iraqi Freedom, and then after that, Enduring Freedom. Um, so I think about friends that I served with and those that have gone on. I've lost a lot of uh, a lot of people, even that did not uh, uh, get hurt or anything doing combat, like my battle buddies, for instance, who we served two years. Uh, in a war zone, and then she came back home. Colonel Rose Hazlett came back home, uh, got into an automobile accident, and lost her life from an automobile accident. Mm. She got she walked. As a matter of fact, she walked away from the automobile accident and went on about her business and and told me. And the next day, I said, "You you know, you really you really need to go get checked out." She did go to the hospital. At the doctor's office, and they checked her out, listened to her lungs and and her heart rate and all that, and didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, and uh, she went on about her business, and uh, and there was just a little prick, just a little prick in her lungs, just mine, a pin prick, and mm-hmm. took a few days, uh, a few weeks, as a matter of fact, probably about maybe four weeks after that accident for the air to go out of her lungs. And by George, uh, I was supposed to have lunch with her that day. And, uh, and I was volunteering at the VA hospital at that time. She was going to come and join me and we were going to go to lunch and mm-hmm. they were doing construction over at the, at the VA hospital there in Dallas. And so I slipped and fell. I'm good at that. Sounds like, and but anyways, I was fine. But they insisted that I go to the emergency room. No, you you on government property. You got to go to the emergency room get checked out. So I went to the emergency room. I was trying to reach her. She's trying to reach me, but my phone didn't really work or pick up in the emergency room. So so we didn't get a chance to go to lunch together. And uh, mm-hmm. but her husband was home, and so so they got a chance to go to lunch together. Which was beautiful. I was so, and then that night I was actually running for Congress. So that night I ended up in Fort Worth for a fundraiser. So I didn't get a chance to see her at all that day. And that night, uh, she said to her husband, "I'm I'm really short of breath." And so he said, um, really, "Well, let me let me let me get you to the hospital and get the car out." So she said, "No, no, you need to call the ambulance. I'm really short of breath." And mm. So got the ambulance, got her to the hospital. They put her immediately in ICU, and her husband and, and one of the children that was at home, the young man that was still at home, um, mm-hmm. was sitting in, sitting in the uh, waiting room, waiting for the doctor that you know they were checking her out, waiting for the doctor to come and tell him something. And then they heard this code, and so they're sitting there still waiting. You know, it's not unusual to hear codes in the hospital, and mm-hmm. by George. It was his wife they were coding and came out and told them that she had passed away. Wow. So I know that was painful. That was hurtful. And so I'm reflecting on that because we were flying in from out in the field. We've been out in the field. We were flying into Houston, Texas, and it Mm -hmm. came over our loudspeaker that someone had bombed our uh, New York 
And then mm-hmm. the next thing, they tried to blow up our Washington, D.C. And so I turned to her and said, we're getting ready to go to war. And so mm-hmm. she said, you think so? And I said, oh, I know. Somebody's trying to destroy America and burn it down, tear it up. And, yeah, our, we're going to war. So that was, as you know, when it was 2001, mm-hmm. 9-11, 2001. And, but when we were flying in, I think it was uh, it was not qu- it was not quite that. Um, probably, yeah, it, it was. That's right. It was that that one day, but it was a few days. It was a little later before. Then, then I actually I was in reserve component that at that time, and then that's when I went active duty. So I did ten years in reserve component and ten years in active duty. So I retired mm-hmm. out of active and. Uh, so yeah, so it wasn't long after that she and I uh, we, we got a new assignment, and our assignment was to update all the records for uh, I, I was at the 94th Combat Support Hospital, and we had to update all the records, make sure everybody had their immunizations, and those that didn't have immunizations, we had to immunize them uh, because what they were doing was preparing us to go into that foreign country, and mm-hmm. uh, and so then I got. There was your ride and die friend that you were telling me about. That's my ride and die. From day one, I share another story with you that on day one, after I was commissioned, day one I walked into my unit, and so I was going to get my CCRN, that Certified Registered Nurse um, uh, ICU badge. And so, uh, so she was teaching this ICU class course, and so um, intensive care course to get our certification, right? So she was she was up teaching, and so I would ask a few questions. That was my first day, and you get to introduce yourself, and everybody gets to know who you are and greet you and welcome you, so forth and all that. So at the end of that class, she came to me and said, um, I need you to teach this class tomorrow. I have to go on TDY. And I said, but ma'am, I, I just got here. She was the major at the time, I, and I was a captain. I I just got here, and so um, so no, I actually I was a I was first lieutenant, and I had three years of constructive credit before I actually became a captain. So so I said I I, I just got here. She said yeah yeah, but you're a nurse. You've been a nurse, and you teach this class, and that that was my introduction to her. And she came back the next day and said, I heard you did an outstanding job. And from that point on, we were inseparable. And we did mm-hmm. everything together. We did breast cancer research for the United States Army. And we were stationed at University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And as a matter of fact, guys, President Clinton's first cousin uh, was the our, um, our overseer. She took care of us and took care of our housing and everything and we actually was in and out of her home she lived right she worked for the university we lived right close mm. to the university so uh, so she took care of us the whole time we were stationed uh, at little in little rock and um mm. so that was uh, and we traveled all over the world together we went on peace missions where we went into countries and immunized um uh young children and everything that needed to be, have immunization so they could go to school and be safe. 
And so we were always in some Spanish uh, countries, and, and she was Hispanic. So uh, she was always a translator. And uh, so I, I, I kicked myself all the time. I said I had a best friend who was Hispanic that spoke Spanish fluently, but she spoke English fluently as well. So she never mm. used I should have refreshed myself and because uh, I used to speak Spanish very well. She should have refreshed myself and start using Spanish again. And so, but anyways, we we traveled, we backpacked everywhere. When we were on leave, we went all over Europe and traveled everywhere into various countries around the world. Well, well in her honor, give us a give us a line in Spanish right quick. Whatever you mm-hmm. want to say. Cristiano uh, said. What did you say? Miss <laughs> Rihanna, that's what I said. What is your name? <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> I speak a little bit. <laughs> I, and I, this is funny Pequito, while we were Pequito. at war. Go ahead. Paquito. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He was well, just saying we, a little. <laughs> a little. Yeah, moving with Paquito. Yeah, we, we actually, they wanted us to learn Deutsch, right? So they bought these uh all of these tapes and everything, and so they had classes set up for us to go. Uh, so I'm, and I don't speak in Deutsch, but what happened was every <laughs> time we got to had an opportunity to go to class, we'd have a mass casualty of injuries. So we have to leave out of that class and get back into the hospital uh, in the tent, uh, so that we could take care of uh, those uh, wounded and injured warriors that were coming in off the battlefield. So. We never got a chance Good. to really, really learn Deutsch. So, but I still have to say, how to say it? Say it once more. You know, you know some of it too, don't you? Guten Abend. Guten Abend. We know some one. We know some one-liners. Hey, I can one-line in a bunch of countries. Just one line, though. Exactly. Well, one thing that they did tell us. Is, is is how be sure you learn how to let people know who you are and let people know where you are and let people know what you need <laughs> and come for help. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey Edgar, you know I do a lot of research. Let me tell you about the other 9-11 in okay. American history. Okay. Back, at, the back in San And I remember when I was in, because I was in the Air Force at the time, but anyway, uh, right. uh the, the CIA, when they went down to, okay, Allende down in Chile, you know, he, you know, ushered in democracy. Uh, the, all boys, the all boys didn't like it. So they went down to coup d'etat the man on September 11th and, and put and put in Pinochet. Pinochet came in and folks, you know, folks disappeared. You know, as a matter of fact, they're dealing mm-hmm. with it now. They're, now they're having a catharsis about it. But, you know, folks still trying to figure out what happened to their people. <clears throat> but that's the but that's America's other nine eleven, where we were right. where we turned where we turned out a democratic, elected government government for business. Mm-hmm. So right. it's all about the thing. Well, did mm-hmm. they not? President Biden was over talking to somebody in Vietnam. Oh yeah, he was over in Hanoi. You're trying to get, you know, trying to get that. Uh, you're trying to let them do that chip. Uh, production instead of China, you know, trying to get uh, trying to get uh, some of that stuff away from China. Right. Uh, you know, right. Trying to get pretty right now, so, so uh, we need to. So anyway, yeah, they're trying to uh, 
uh, set up that over there with them. You may, you ate again, take that. And sure, you probably remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obama. You remember when Obama was trying to do all that, and then they wouldn't let him. You remember that? They, they mm-hmm. wouldn't pass when he got back. Mm-hmm. All that right there. That's what he was trying to do. Now, right. now roll it forward. Now roll it forward. Now here, you know what I'm saying? Gotta come lately. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. You know. You know. Hey. You know. Again, we've got them saying that everybody ain't for America. You know when they say they, you know, you just got to understand that. You know. Right. Right. I understand it. <laughs> I understand it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to be on our P's and Q's. That's why we need that strong, strong military force, don't we? Yeah, we can get Tommy Tuberville uh, with his racist self to quit, to, to, to quit being, you know, quit acting like whatever it is he acting like. Is there a name for it yet? <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> you say, is there a name for it yet? <laughs> There's a name. It There's is. not a name for it. So I don't think my mother would allow me to say it on this radio. We can start out with Russian trader. Russian yeah. traders, number one. Yeah. yeah. So, you do that, so you do that type of stuff. You know, you aid in a betting. You aid in a betting, you know, aiding so, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. So, you know. Well, so, let's yeah. see. Let, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Jenny Girl Thomas. Is there something new about the, what's going on with her? Lock her up. Says new report raises question about Jenny Thomas's income. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there something you can Google and find out about that, Miss Rihanna? They're talking about uh, Hunter Biden yeah. and his income. You know the people that we you know the people that got indicted. By Jack Smith, the, you know where where he just named Trump, and you got the other ones. <clears throat> folks still that that sixth one. Folks still ain't. Folks, folks said we don't really know who that sixth one is. Now the fifth one might be Jenny. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. You're right about it. Because, because they don't know that. They can't figure. They can't figure out the blue. Go ahead. They can't figure out that sixth one. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A new Politico investigation is adding to the list of scandals involving Jenny Thomas. Heidi Prisbella reports that that Jenny Thomas's web of ties to conservative judicial activist Leonard Leo is far deeper and more and far more financially entangled, entangled than previously known. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh darn it, I of course hit one with a paywall. But yeah, apparently a ton of undisclosed huge payments by this guy made to her that she uh, obviously wow. hasn't mentioned. Uh, yeah. Wow. It just it, it, doesn't get any more house, dirty than these people. But, but, but Senator White yeah. House, they have an investigation into uh, Leonard Leo. So, 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 so they investigate him, that whole system that he got set up. So, yes, that, so, so mm-hmm. that's wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, she all did that. She all right. did that. Mm. Man, well, you know, I'm just thinking. You're not just thinking, sure. I'm just thinking right here now. No, no, no. You know, okay. yeah, I, I'm dark and Uh Now, I was, I was thinking, what would it be like 
to be. You know that picture with Clarence Thomas surrounded by Little Leo and all them, right? With that, mm-hmm. you, you see that picture? Now, uh-huh. I, I'm trying to figure out what it would be like to be sitting there with my chocolate cell surrounded <laughs> by all, all them fascists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And all them grinning at me, and I'm grinning back. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ooh, and he geez. looks so comfortable. He looks so comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know. Just casual. <laughs> right, uh, right. Walk, walking around with Frederick Douglass Bob. We need to rescue mm-hmm. that Bob. <laughs> and so so you so you guys think that uh let's see. The payment to Jenny uh is actually going toward she and her husband both. Well that that's the way to get money into his hands by going through her yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know. You know. And everything Dirty. he just sold. He, today, he leave, he leave today. Nothing happened to him. All he got, he didn't got away with. All he got, mm-hmm. he got away with. Yeah, it, looks, it looks like nothing can happen to them. Well, you know, when you when you, when you you make money, money uh, a speech and corporation people, you know what I'm saying? Then you made people not people no more. Yeah. Now I'm either people yeah. or a corporation. And if, you're, if I'm a corporation, I'm more than a people. I'm more than you people. So I'm just saying. Yep. You know, when you do that, you flip the whole uh, dynamic. Yeah. So you go to search your rights or whatever. You, 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 you find out, you know, you ain't got them rights no more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you make the rules? You can make any rules you want. That's uh-huh. right. And change them as you need to change them, right? Absolutely. Well, that's what they're doing right Absolutely. now. I mean, you know, and so I don't know what they think. I don't know what they think America's going to do. They're just going to change a few uh, laws and think everybody's going to start acting stupid again in mass. That ain't for, you know, and I don't know what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. The globe would have to go back yep. to with them. Right, right. And so, if they over here thinking like that, well, they gonna be the only. Then that mean that they mean that white kids gonna be real. You know, they ain't gonna know what the heck's going on. So everybody be looking at yep. them like, really? Yes. Well, let's give our final updates. Let's let's see what our children are doing and if they're all back in school or uh, settled in, and we just. Um, we're just prayerful that nothing happens to our students this school year. I'm talking about from from private school to public schools to college campuses to anywhere in, in our our kids that our our students will be able to have an amazing school year without uh, without anything happening uh, to them that they can be able to just study and put their, uh, put their minds to their homework and their work and just enjoy school and enjoying the learning process and enjoying uh, each other, the students enjoying one another and just having a normal life as a child and a young, and young children uh, without uh, having to endure and think about uh, anything uh, or any person that may come and disrupt uh, their their learning curves, and then also we we are hoping that this COVID won't in, in, infiltrate our lives again, 
that we won't be able to uh, to move forward. We know that a lot of our students got far behind. And they didn't have someone in their household like Ms. Rihanna that could work with the children and work with their own children. Some of these children did not have anybody that could work with them uh, to help to keep, keep, keep up or help them with their uh, how to get on online and, and help them. Uh, many of them didn't have Internet, even though they may have been provided with, uh, with the technology, but if they lived in areas where there were no real good Internet service, then they still got behind. And so some of the educators are talking about right now how now that the kiddos have been in school two or three weeks, uh, how many of them are just far behind. So we're praying that they can catch up and uh, be able to move on forward and and do well uh, in their schoolwork, and that includes the college uh, the college students as well. And I also want to to make mention of this, guys. And I think I I, I may have said a little bit at the onset, but but if I didn't, let me just tell you that University of Texas uh, here at Tyler, Texas. Uh, is doing amazing. They're the fa- the fastest growing uh, university in the country, and then our our test scores for our L- uh, I almost said LSAT. That's that's uh, attorney, but for the MedCat, that's the medical test that it takes in order to get in medical school. That we have some, the highest of all of the schools, the medical schools in Texas. We have the highest uh, GPAs. We can't post those, but we can certainly tell you that we have the highest GPAs right here in Tyler, Texas, and Smith in Smith County. And University of Texas has now grown. We have almost 15,000 students who are on the campuses. We and that campus is growing everywhere. We have obviously, you know, the new medical school that's being built. But right now, we already have the medical school, and they're doing that. At the, at the uh, UT uh, Highway 271 campus, and uh, and they're going to school for free for the first two classes. Will be going. Can you think about that? Four years of in the classroom and about four or five years of internship, and so uh, doing your your clinicals, um, so to speak. And so uh, so we just salute. Uh, Dr. Kurt Calhoun, who is the president of uh, the, all of the system, he's president of the of the university. He's president in charge of the hospitals, and just in, throughout East Texas, all of the ambulatory clinics and doctors' offices, and all those clinics throughout uh, East Texas. He is over those, and I proudly served with him on the hospital foundation board. Uh, and it's just such a privilege and an honor to be able to serve on that board and to be affiliated with uh, the greatness that we have here in Tyler and East Texas. East Texas, Tyler, Texas, actually is the medical capital of East Texas. And so when they can't take care of them out in the communities, in the smaller communities outside of Tyler, they can bring them into Tyler and we have about every type of medicine that you could ever need and or want. The only thing that we really will ship people out into Dallas, Texas for is if they're badly burned because we don't have the real burn unit here. But we've got trauma one, 
um, emergencies and all of that, and, and we have all the heart and cardiovascular, and we have the Cancer Institute. So I am very, very proud of our medical uh, institutions here in our communities and to be a part of it. So I wanted everybody to know and want you guys to know and bring you up to date on how great uh, things are and how many people are coming, moving into Tyler and how our city is growing. And um, this is the place where people want to come and live. Aside from, I think, is um, Frisco, who is probably the number, the fastest, that's Collin County. Is that right, Miss Arthur? Frisco and, yep. and McKinney, Collin County. We know that's the fastest one, fastest growing one in Texas. And then Smith County is coming up. Uh, behind it. So um, a lot of retirees are moving into Tyler because we have so many beautiful lakes and beautiful subdivisions and homes and lots and lots of money in Tyler, Texas. So I proudly serve also uh, to the city, and so I'm enjoying that part of my life as well. So any questions Mm -hmm. for me? (laughs) No, you said something about the one. Go ahead. About the back school case, uh, uh, as you know, like I'm putting in a proposal with uh, Black Voter Matters to do a to do a, 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 a Freedom Summer School program, where we yes, you sir. know and do it do a uh, uh, you know a, and create a you know a pay to read program for the kids, like you know like tell them, hey look at this your job right you know just you know you need to teach them financial literacy and a bunch of other stuff, but but basically you know we need to turn the summers into uh, times of learning for our kids, the ones that need to catch right. up and all this, they'd go to one yes. of these programs, get some help. Freedom in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you're absolutely correct. And, Ms. Rihanna, maybe we, we should address also that, this question to you, because Mr. Arthur just brought it up. Both of you guys are in, worked in education. But, uh, but what are your thoughts? Do you remember we always look forward to three months of a summer break but what, the one thing that I can tell you that my parents did is that my mother used to say, if you don't, if you can't uh, travel to these places around the world, you can travel to them in the book by reading about them and reading. But mm-hmm. but they always made sure that they put us on a, either on a train or uh, we didn't do too much when I was growing up of, of flying, but they put us on a train or a bus or they drove us by car on vacation to various and sundry places like Denver and, and California and uh, mm-hmm. Nebraska and, and places that we could see uh, and learn about uh, our country. But what are your right. thoughts, uh, Mr. Arthur and Ms. Rihanna? We're going to you first, Ms. Rihanna, because we're about to get to an end, about this, uh, this long-term summer school, because obviously Mr. Arthur is already looking at what can be done with his freedom schools during the summertime because our kids, mm-hmm. do they lose a lot in the summertime? Well, I know Arthur probably agrees with me. And the the special needs population certainly loses a lot in the summertime. I'm sure every kid does. Um, okay. So year-round school has always been something that has appealed to me just because the population that I work with um, you know, it's, it makes the difference between whether or not, you know, we're going to get this, you know, 10 or 11 year old family toilet trained sure. or not, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Correct. Living, you know, just those independent living skills, they just lose, right. they can lose so much in the summer. Um, sure. But in general, 
just keeping our kids engaged, but keeping all of us engaged <laughs> year right. round, uh, and right. keeping us all hopeful, keeping us all um, dreaming big, because it, this <laughs> this country can sure this world, but but this country and the people who are running it can sure beat us down. We forget things. We forget what we're worth. We forget that it just wasn't very long ago that we were talking about doing hopeful, good things for ourselves. And then right. now we're talking about, again, this man-made, you know, disaster looming, the government shutdown that Republicans like to create, you know, every sure. few months and, you know, things like that, that we totally forget that we don't have to have hungry people. We don't have to have right. veterans killing themselves. We don't have to That's- have such trauma we don't have to have abuse we don't have to we can have reparations we can have health insurance for everybody and health care for everybody we can have every child can have good nutritious food to eat every child can have books a million to to dream and 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 live you know any life they can't get on a train and go and visit they can have in a book we can have all these things. We, like right. Arthur always says, we get to decide where we go. And we need to start dreaming big. We need to start having hope again. We need to understand that it, it just doesn't have to be the way that it is. We can determine the way that it is. And we need to all keep engaged and, yes, keep our kids engaged um, and keep them traveling to places they don't know. We When we know more about the people around us, we don't say nasty things or hear nasty things like we hear uh, from so many people, when we get to yeah. know each other, we love each other. So I just think it's, it's yeah. a message of hope that we all need to hold on to. Very good. Mr. Arthur, quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll quickly, give quick, quick, quick. Everything she said, and, and I remember back in the day, uh, see Dig Run, see Dig Run and Play, see Jane Run. <laughs> 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 it's funny you said that, Ms. Arthur. I have to say this really quickly. Uh, my my uh, people around us used to say uh, to us, my when I say us, I'm talking about my siblings. Because we talk, we called our mother mother, and call our our father father. And the reason being is that mother read the book to us, Dick and Jane. And so you remember that book? And so it said mother mm-hmm. and it said father in it. And we were just little bitty people. So therefore, <laughs> we called them what my mother read to us in those books. And uh, uh, mother and my father. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you remember. I, hey, yeah. yeah, for y'all that don't know about that, just, let's just say that was ABC's of reading. Right. And I can tell you this quickly and I'm gonna give we'll give it to Miss Rihanna and let it end for the night. But we need to teach our children how to write cursive. Mm-hmm. And remember when we were growing up, Mr. Arthur, they had those letters around the wall and you show you mm-hmm. how to print it and then how to cursively right. write it. So right. with that being said, it's all yours, Miss Rihanna. Great. I enjoyed the dialogue with you guys tonight. Thank you so much. Miss Rihanna, it's all yours. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. 
the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be Good night.
We'll see you next Monday. Have a great rest of the week. Bye for now. Good night. Good night.